Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. things to talk about dual scale as you've done it again i've done it again i've hit the button because we got a whole bunch of questions a whole bunch of people wondering what we thought of the time splitters announcement the fact oh. that free radical are coming back together oh, with the original people it's a it's a big old thing i will quickly say this is the untitled banner podcast i'm scott Taylor, joined by jules gill hello everyone and <laughs> might i just say uh for all of the children listening to this uh put some fingers in your ear right now because uh <laughs> you could hang a bloody hat on my downstairs Fantastic. for how absolutely hard I am <laughs> I'm split his announcement. He's going, my, he's running. My friend, my friend. I <laughs> sat there and you know when you have like a little sip of your coffee and something catches your eye and you do yeah. that sort of quizzical eyebrow raise and you think to yourself like, that surely can't be right. My dreams can't literally <laughs> be right. I, I, I must pinch myself to see if I am but asleep or awake. But I was awake. I was painfully awake. <laughs> And oh me meow to be able to look at that deep silver post to see that Time Splitters is indeed coming back with the original <laughs> developers. I was like, oh stop, oh stop, please. The thing is, do do you wonder? Because I, I the announcement itself was it was literally very black and white, and they just mm. sort of said, look, we're reforming original Free Radical. You know, we're working mm-hmm. on a new Time Splitters. Um, do you think that is a like going down the route of the Mass Effect remake, the Tony Hawk's remake, the Crash remakes? They're going to take the originals, take the guts of it, and up res it, make it four K sixty, whatever. Or do you think it's Time Splitters four, or just like a new, a whole new Time Splitters, but taking the best things from the originals? Well, this is the thing. It would actually uh, be in their best interest to do both of those mm. things. Um, it's the same with uh, when the Crash license got picked up again, and obviously we got the um, uh, the Insane trilogy, and then we got the fourth one that came mm-hmm. out as well, and. I think that uh, if Deep Silver's got their hands on this IP, they're reforming it. It it makes no sense not to re-release the original trilogy, especially when you and I were chatting on Twitter about Mm. how um, recently it was revealed that uh, in Homefront, one of the Homefronts, I think it was Homefront Revolution. It's the Revolution, yeah. You can can get a Time Splitters 2 arcade machine in it. Yeah, you can go and play like, it's like two full levels from the game, isn't it? Chicago Mm. and Siberia. But the guy who programmed that into the game said that the the code for the majority of the game is in that thing there, but he was only able to splice out a bit of it to use for that. There was a whole thing, um, he, you even said that he said that he had mentioned that it had an online portion that was still 
active. It's so crazy because apparently that, yeah, because it was, um, I forget what you call the team that made Homefront, but either way, they, it mm-hmm. was ex-Free Radical Dude, and he was, oh, wouldn't it be fun if there was a Time Splitters Easter egg in this game? And so they um, they literally just put a version of Time Splitters 2 in the game. Like, the yeah. whole game is in there, but it's locked behind a code thing. And then he was like, oh, I forgot what the code was. And then someone else was like, no, it's this. And mm-hmm. so if you have that code, you can play Time Splitters 2 right now inside Homefront 2, all of it. Uh, I guess there's no save system. Um, but, but still, then, like, the yeah. fact that it's there in a, in a game already, a full game, like all they'd have to do is lift that out. Because, I, right, okay, if I'm being completely blunt with you, Time Splitters 1 is a fun game, but mm. much in the same way that Crash 1 had a very different vibe from Crash 2, mm-hmm. it's just nowhere near as good as Time Splitters 2 and mm-hmm. 3. Like oh, Future Perfect might up, Future yeah. Perfect might be a bit divisive as to like, you know, whether or not you prefer your story over your over your multiplayer stuff. Mm-hmm. But seriously, Time Splitters 2 was where it was at, baby. Yeah, I two's see the you one. With bricks in Chinatown. <laughs> two's the one. I mean the thing I, the thing that I forgot about Time Splitters, because I went back and I watched a whole bunch of the cutscenes and I was like, they were mm-hmm. so far ahead of their time, mm-hmm. like in terms of just how Pixar style those cutscenes were. Yeah, and I it, don't know what you call it. It's like um where they do like a motion and it like mm-hmm. it go it seems so fluid and the eye brows and stuff are so expressive on it's the almost characters like a 3d version of um cuphead style like the rubber hose style mm. they got some like wangly limbs but um <laughs> <laughs> hashtag wangly limbs but i think yeah i mean i think it looks great um and I, I think that thing you could take that original trilogy call it time split as hd whatever put it on the switch put it on all the new systems that'd be lovely um benroy did share with me and josh uh, these old school you know you're picking your character and you yep. hover over them all the female characters are all like pushing their boobs together oh yeah on getting their ass out like they're, it's easy there's a few things that will need to be fixed with this because it's the same <laughs> thing as like going up to somebody and saying like, oh, do you remember how good Goldeneye uh, 007 was? Mm. Everyone's like, of course I remember how good it was. It was fundamental to my childhood. But mm. then you go, have you played it now? And yes. everyone's like, oh yeah, the controls are a bit bunk now. It, I played <laughs> Time Splitters 2 fairly recently and mm. they do have a bit of jank when it comes to the aiming because it's like, I know that the it's audience like at home can't see this, but it's like, yeah, you aim within the screen and your gun just like wiggles around in it. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like your gun is leading you you, yeah. you're the gun rather than the character mm-hmm. the thing that I'm, I'm interested about though is like where it sits because it right now we haven't had a shooter like that in so long and it's like yeah that almost like you said it's that sort of zoom in within the frame pick out some headshot style aiming um that i haven't seen in a long time like even G, on, i guess on the gta side they kind of had it in gta 4 and 5 yeah. like you're zooming in and then picking a headshot and stuff but like along now it'll be alongside you know halo infinite call of duty titanfall like there's only so many top tier first person shooters that can draw an audience and you would assume the time splitters can still bring people in interestingly enough the concept of the first person shooter having levels is something Mm. that is dying off Uh, you look at things now and everywhere has worlds and stages within the world and Mm -hmm. stuff like that it it all tries to feel connected whereas time splits was very much an old school arcade shooter and said like this is the theme of this level this Mm -hmm. is the theme of that level i want that to come back because i feel like they're so much more expressive they're able to do so much more with color palettes with like environmental hazards or Mm -hmm. changes to the elements I, i feel like that is much more fun to experience than just say oh look gears of war 3 has moved from a dingy brown corridor to <laughs> a slightly lighter dingy brown yeah, corridor i think as well i thought that doom would usher in a whole return of arena shooters like arena mm. multiplayer like i actually quite like doom 2016's multiplayer i know a lot of people didn't but like i thought it was just because it just reminded me of old school quake unreal tournament and those old school arena shooters and i was like i can totally go for this um so i kind of hope that they bring that back again because time splitters was just so immediate and it's like mm-hmm. just touch it up make it run liquid butter smooth frame rate and whatever and it, it'll play it it'll the marketing will sort itself like just yeah definitely get anyone in front of that game 
And um, we did have a follow-up question from David Cormelo, who said, uh, "Is using the monkey in Time Split as multiplayer cheating? Do you think they'll change that?" Um, you know what? I do think that it is cheating <laughs> in much the same it's way the that the uh, time Yeah, because recently the uh, one of the developers of Goldeneye came out and said officially, like, yes, we do think that using odd job in Goldeneye is cheating, mm -hmm. but. The, the controls of Time Splitters 2 aren't as like uh, reliant on like uh, moving, stopping, and then aiming, which mm. you'd have to do for Odd Job. You mm -hmm. could obviously run, strafe, and shoot downwards at the monkey, but it was incredibly infuriating to be sort of like run round a corner, get shot in the shins by something <laughs> you didn't even see coming. The whole thing of like playing with a hitbox that deliberately. I mean, yeah, like that interview mm. where they said like, you know, we were having a bit of a laugh and we thought it was funny to put this thing in and we just sort of left it in as was the, as was the style at the time, um, yeah. leaving bits and pieces in those sorts of genres. But I think, yeah, if you're going to reapproach it, I wonder if they would be like, come on, lads, we've all had a laugh. Let's, well, uh, let's remove the monkeys. The monkey isn't, isn't even the only uh, character in the Time Splits franchise that has mm. really bizarre hitboxes. Mm -hmm. um, if you remember the floating uh, shoal of fish that was called the shoal, I'm pretty sure Barely. that even though it is technically, it looks like it's all head because it has no legs because <laughs> it's floating. Apparently only the goldfish that's within that is the, uh, oh, the, the marker shot. point for the head, the head right. shot. Which is bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> I like the idea of that. Like, like I said, I like the idea of them steering into the arcadey side of it. Like, have that yeah. be its personality, have these crazy characters that you can pick. Um, but overall, yeah, I sort of rolled together four or five questions that were just like, what do you guys think of this yeah. announcement? Absolutely um, stoked, fair. to be honest. Um, yeah, I hope they do right by it. I hope they release the originals. Um, there's a lot of cringe in those originals in terms of, like I said, just over-sexualized, big balloon boobed women with tiny waists and everything else. But, you know, you've got to mature at some point. And it's like, I think they can put them out, enjoy them for what they are, and then move on to some sort of new time splitters thing. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. If they can maybe like address the sexism in a way that uh, <laughs> is empowering, then that's completely fine. And it's, yeah. it's actually quite a simple fix to do. Like you you can have, believe it or not, attractive women who can kick ass. Like, yes. you know, it, it is a thing, but it's yeah, just yeah, a case think, of maybe um, making the uh, caricature less of uh, when dealing with these things. It's, it's literally just the, the animations and the characters. Like, I mean, it's not going to yeah. become a massive deal. It's just something that when you go back, you go, oh, oh my God, was this always in here? Like, oh I've, I've just remembered there's one <laughs> character who um, has, uh, there's no other way to describe it. There's a, it, she does a pornographic moan when you <laughs> select yes. a character. And, and I, I couldn't play as the character because it was just like all your friends were just there, like, because you know, you do like select the character yeah, and yeah. you back out and constantly play their animations. <laughs> and if you wanted to make somebody hurry up, you'd go to that character and go, uh, 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 and just kind of like, like okay, fine, fine. So right, we'll make oh. some sort of uh, like fan remix at this point of those sorts of noises. But yeah, that. It's all, all around, though, Time Splitters. Good thing. Good for the human soul. Totally yep. recommend it. Um, can't wait for it to come back. Maybe we'll get an announcement at E3. Um, yeah. That'll be lovely. Um, so, next question is from Starhunter49. Do you think that Starfield being on Game Pass, uh, being a Game Pass exclusive, is a decision to try and put the squeeze on Sony to allow, allow Game Pass on their system? Um, that's a hell of a way to think of a like Game Pass being this sort of app you can get on your phone or wherever else. Mm -hmm. And it's like, could there be a point where Microsoft gobble up enough franchises, IPs, developers, where the only recourse on Sony side or, or the competition side is to go, fine, we'll, we'll let Game Pass be an executable app on our system. That's a hell of a potential for the future. I don't think so. But you know what? I think that um, that question shows thinking years ahead mm. of where possibly Microsoft are. But that actually would make perfect sense for them to chase mm -hmm. if they made it so that they had, like you say, an 
undeniable library of games that Sony just had to go, look, we're going to miss out on sales. We're not yeah. going to shift consoles unless we like uh, bow down and mm-hmm. basically say, right, you, you could be on our platform. That's a great idea. It you makes should you pitch wonder... that to Microsoft because I feel like <laughs> you would actually end the console war in a couple of years if that was the case. I don't, but, but then you wouldn't have, they would have such a monopoly on everything. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I do wonder where we're going from here. Like, because now that this stuff's begun, I did a predictions thing a couple of years back of like predicting, you know, once the streaming stuff takes, off every company's going to lock down its ip i mean there was the leaked documents from ubisoft they're planning a monthly service where it's like you know um publish a specific instead of them putting their games on game pass you can very much see ubisoft going like well we'll just charge our own monthly fee and you can pay us to play ubisoft stuff and it's like once yep. that ball starts rolling then every individual publisher activision 2k whatever i'll just put the walls up and that'll be it well, with um, EA, they've obviously uh, just moved on to the Game Pass for PC. I'm not sure mm. if it's the same for um, Xbox as well. And now you can yeah, get... there is. It crosses over. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you can get like a, a litany of EA games now that were previously just on the, is it Origins? Is that what it's called? EA Origins? Yeah, yeah EA Origin was their monthly thing. Yeah, and that and like let's let's face it, it sucked. There was a lot of problems with it, and <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that they have now just amalgamated it into the Game Pass thing because now that's just got so much more perceived value because mm-hmm. you now not only get the slew of amazing Xbox titles that they had there, you get all the indie games that they had coming out for it, mm-hmm. but now you get all the EA games as well. Like I I, EA... I'm not even a, a fan of like most of them, but I have mm-hmm. them now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah, the, the whole, the general um, value for money of Game Pass continues to be astronomical, like it's mm-hmm. ridiculous, uh, which is some of the stuff that's sort of folded into um, Xbox's portion of the uh, ongoing Apple Epic Store trial stuff. Oh, like, God, yeah. How are their margins and how much mm-hmm. money are they making? And there was a whole thing about Xbox don't make any money off any console sale and Game Pass isn't necessarily that profitable, but they're putting more money into it because they want to win the, the war going forward. It's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I think that this is going to be the way going forward. I mean, Microsoft have already kind of done their first massive acquisition um, mm-hmm. and it's over to Sony to see if they want to lock people down as well. But yeah, and right now, I, I mean, I could see this reality coming true, but I think like Jules said, it's going to be like another generation in the future. Yeah, it's, definitely. How do it won't, ha- won't happen on this console. Yeah. No. Um, next question from an average human. What game franchise are you not a fan of, but everyone else seems to love? More importantly, what food do you dislike, but wish you did like? For me, it's Resident <laughs> Evil and eggs. Hashtag UBP, UBP, UBP. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. He, so he said that. I thought that you'd said that. I was like, but you love Resident Evil. No, I like love <laughs> I love eggs, to be honest. Um, give, me the, give me the combo. But no, he was saying he wishes he could get into Resident Evil. He wishes he appreciated eggs more than he does. Oh, bless. I mean, this is the thing. The <laughs> eggs appreciate you no matter what. So that's the thing. They, they, they love people no matter what. Um, You're not wrong. The, the they've got is, a strong yolk. If I, eh? Eh? if I was going for a franchise that um, I wish that I could get into more Mm. But I kind of despise at the same time. It would have to be any of the, any of the annualized sports stuff. Like right, right. I look at the amount of joy that they give some people. Like playing FIFA with a friend does seem, in theory, like a ton of fun. <laughs> and I'm looking at it going like, damn, these people are having a great time. Mm-hmm. But then it's just when I pick up the controller, I'm like, ah, this this isn't fun. Do a this I yeah, I, I, I don't find this fun to just be absolutely schooled 24-7. Mm. I mean, with stuff like FIFA or sports games, it reminds me of like when I lived with like housemates like across university mm. and stuff. But when I was younger, because it's like, yeah, for the casual side, like those get those games have great mechanics. Like you drop in a few different games, a few few matches, and then you're, you're out of it again. But if you're buying FIFA, then you're stuck with the Ultimate Team stuff or you're stuck yeah. with all the card pack type stuff. Um, I don't know in terms of a game that um, I wish I could get in, but everyone else seems to love. I, I try it. I mean, I guess 
top-down MMO stuff. I don't know if you've tried the likes of like Starfield and sorry, not Starfield, uh, Starcraft and all yeah. those like big like MMO RPG stuff. I can't get my. I haven't really managed to get my head around them, but I don't have anything that can play them. Like my little Mac is going to set on fire <laughs> if I try and play something like that. Mate, I've I've heard your Mac try and take off when we use Discord. Like, <laughs> just because <laughs> <just> it's <laughs> right now. Like after we finish recording this, when it has to even process this audio, it'll freak out again. You have to but, stick um, it in the fridge to cool it down. <laughs> but um, yeah, in terms of uh, yeah, I wish I could understand that genre a bit more. But it's just it feels like the on ramp is like hours and hours of tutorials of yeah. figuring stuff out. Uh, in terms of food, though, I don't know how you are with spicy stuff, but I feel like there's a whole world of spice that I'm just not able to experience. Every time I try spicy stuff, it just all tastes the same, and I feel horrible, and I'm just like, no, there's, there's no flavor here at all. There's just knives in my throat. That, that, I think that that's like an okay thing to have. Like when things are too spicy, it's, mm. it's worse than food being bland because right. at least with bland food, you can shovel it down. But if it's too spicy, <laughs> you're just kind of like, cool, this food is causing me physical pain. Yeah, like literally. I don't like this. Um, in terms of a food that I wish that I... So it's a food that I wish that I could like, but uh, a food I that you can't. dislike but wish you you could like it. So I guess I, I guess I wish I could enjoy spicy stuff. I wish I, I guess I wish I could enjoy the taste of real cheese again after it's going <laughs> vegan. I, I guess that's one of the things that I constantly just like lament every time I go down the dairy aisle. I'm just kind of mm. like ah, oh, a nice herb roulette or whatever it's called. Like, <laughs> just, oh, oh. how's the how's the current vegan cheese situation in 2021? Have they have you got much? Have they got a vegan Philadelphia and stuff like that? Yes, there's a vegan okay. air quotes goat's cheese, which I'm really annoyed that they didn't call it a notes cheese because they always Very do good. this thing where they go like they misspell it or they say like it's not got this in and that just seems like a wasted opportunity mm. but um there is a really good one it's like an epic mature cheddar that actually tastes like cheddar but Ooh. the problem is now is that that's the only cheese that i eat so i'm right, ending, right. so you end up with this this thing of like oh it's great but it's the only <laughs> only one i'm eating <laughs> it's now, just more. <laughs> i need yeah. to type in i want to try these uh, a wider array of vegan cheeses uh, but next question from matt shaw what games are you most looking forward to for the rest of the year and what's your tesco meal deal now it's been a while since i've been in tesco we have the old tesco the old Tesco Melius Delius is uh, the <laughs> hummus and falafel wrap because it's got that sweet kick of mango chutney that just slides right through the middle of it like it's a lance and it's a, a, a knight on horseback charging towards your taste buds and it says have at thee. That's what I like about that. <laughs> and then maybe a Jimmy's oat iced coffee and a sweet follow up a uh, bag of uh, salt and vinegar McCoys. I love how you knew rich. every sink, every mate, phone. Oh, mate. It's because I've been dreaming about it because the Tesco obviously doesn't stock any of that. It's so been I'm just so long. That. I mean, the place where we used to work, we've got, there's things out there that we're moving between different places. And um, the place where we used to work used to be right next to that Tesco. So it was every day with the Tesco meal deal. So um, mine would be... Yeah. It's one of the, it was like the pine nut um, pasta bowl. Oh yeah, um, you loved that, didn't you? I love that thing with the old, uh, give me the, the pickled onion monster munch on the side mm. and then just give me a bottle of water. Give me the, give me the biggest bottle of water because that's, that's all I ever need. Like, You're, a You're a thirsty man. You're a thirsty man, Scott. There's not, there's not a time that I don't see you having a little sup. Little... It's got to be done. I mean, I just, I, I got, uh, so I got chastised off Cleary because I'll, I'll reuse the same bottle for weeks, if not months on end because it's a refillable bottle. And what's, yeah. what's wrong but with least, that? But at least you know where your you. bottle is, where Cleary just forgets <laughs> where it is, put it down. Okay, I know this is, it. this is not the Bad Mouth Cleary podcast, but no. I'm just saying, for the record, in our old place there, if there was a cup of half-drunk tea or coffee <laughs> or a bottle of water lying around, you would literally just go, I'll start a counter on my phone, yes. and in about a minute's time, Cleary will walk around the corner looking flustered, thinking, where's his tea? <laughs> like, that's literally what happened all the time. Bringing him his half-finished bowl of cornflakes in the morning. Oh, bless uh, him. I love the man, bless but he, he, is that, he is that roommate. And I've definitely been that roommate.
made too uh, of leaving bits and pieces around the uh, the domicile. But um, also, yeah, in terms of games for the rest of the year, I think we've answered this one um, a few weeks back. But mine would just be um, pretty much anything that is made for the new systems. Um, mm. Just as I want to see what the new systems can do, I'm looking forward to Ratchet and Clank. I want to see yep. what the difference for Horizon Forbidden West is on PS5. Um, that's kind of it. There's not that many top tier next gen stuff that is only on next gen. Yeah. Um, I'm very curious what Halo Infinite is, what state that thing drops in. I think uh, the developers are curious maybe. about it as well because they're just kind of like, <laughs> oh, we didn't expect to get that much of a critical lambasting before, mm. did we? I know. Um, in terms of games that I'm looking forward to coming out, I may have already uh, told you guys this. It's it's one of my dark tide. Like that Ooh. one of the vermin tide has like taken. Oh, Necromunda so... as well. Yeah, the Necromunda game looks great. Role playing and shooting stuff in the face at fast pace <laughs> is definitely what they're up to. Um, mm. There's also a new Dungeons and Dragons. Um, what's it called? Dark oh, Alliance new, game. Yeah, the new version out. of Dark Alliance. Like, yeah. I'm uh, now. Let, let's be honest, Scott. You and I yes. are old enough to remember the original Dark Alliance. On the I've PS2. been playing it, mate. It, they just re-released it. I, I've, that's my evenings. That, that it's, and it's, it is a fine, fine game, isn't it? it? And then remember that they put it out another version of it that was like a 3D action brawler. It wasn't as good. Yeah. It had, I only it had the, the PS2 one, which is now the PS5 one or whatever. Yeah. So there's wild swings in quality because people want it to be the former and less like the latter, but it mm. definitely seems to be taking the latter's approach to gameplay as in like, you know, third person action, mm -hmm. hero shooter yeah, stuff. Yeah, the new one's like a squad thing. Yeah, but I'm I'm game for it. I, anything I, that's like Dungeons and Dragons stuff like that, it would be absolutely amazing. Mm. I tell you what, why hasn't anyone made a game that lets you build a uh, dungeon, right? Mm. Like that, as in like, because obviously that is what Dungeons and Dragons is all about, going through and questing through caves. Mm -hmm. Let you build it from like a top-down perspective. And then you and a mate, or you and a couple of mates, run through it as a looter third-person shooter. Yeah, to be fair, I don't think any D&D &D game, any Dungeons and Dragons game has ever actually maximized the Dungeons and Dragons part yeah. of it. The whole point is creation. Like yeah. you're creating adventures, and while it is lovely to play like prescribed one shots and things like that in the tabletop version, mm -hmm. why hasn't a game capitalized on letting players make their own fighting yeah. fantasy experience? You would think that actually, I guess with new systems, you got SSD, you got instant loading and stuff. Mm -hmm. You could have a character, a person, a player be the DM, uh, the dungeon master or whatever, and then they're laying down tile sets and biomes and enemies and weapons yeah. in real time as it's loading for the person as they're running yeah. through or something. Like, I mean, yeah, that would be a bit too one-to-one, -one, but there, there was going to be a way to do that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that 
with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Like Fable Legends, again, we were talking about this only this mm. morning, and yeah. that, uh, or was it Fable Heroes, whichever Fable one. Legends is the one that Fable. got cancelled. That's the one, yeah. Um, they had a gimmick where obviously one player was like the bad guy and was chucking out enemies and spawning stuff, and that has elements of what I'm talking about, but mm. it's not a level that was created by the player. It would be mm -hmm. brilliant if it was like a player-created level. That you could no, I, th with. I mean, I think of the way, I just visualizing like tile sets coming together mm -hmm. and I can't think of anything that does that in real time or to the degree where a player feels like a DM. Um, like, I was like putting it together in real time kind of thing. That would be cool. Um, yes, next um, question from Brian Jackson. Thoughts on Ubisoft saying it's changing strategy to focus more on free-to-play games. Is this the final nail in the coffin for Splinter Cell? Do they not remember Hyperscape? <laughs> Why? I forgot. I mean, I, this whole thing with Ubisoft where they said they want to explore premium titles or premium experiences in free-to-play, they then went back and said, oh, God, sorry, everyone hated that. Um, let's We'll do that alongside premium stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I never even twinned it with Splinter Cell. What if they do a weird free-to-play, different goggle colors Splinter Cell? <laughs> what do you reckon it would be? That Sam Fisher <laughs> rocks up and he goes like, he runs up to the first corner, like hides behind it and he's peeking around the corner. He goes, I better use my, and then it just cuts to like premium <laughs> currency <laughs> to buy Sam's like original goggles. Three ninety nine to get the, to actually get the proper squee noise when he puts them on. Otherwise yeah. it just sounds like a wet fart. Yeah. yeah I, get, get... <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, I, um, I don't know. I, I go back here. I go back and forth on free to play stuff because there's hardly any examples of it being done well. Um, but I love Pokemon Go. I play Pokemon Go. I'm playing it right now. I love Pokemon Go. <laughs> so I just like, if it's done well, if you can actually make it feel rewarding and you're getting enough as the base experience, then there is a way to do it. Ubisoft are on the back foot, I guess, at the minute because their general reputation is a bit here and there. Like they're sort of in hot water over all the, uh, not dealing with all the fallout from the, um, that dude whose name I always forget, kind of yeah. on purpose because he was a big POS. But the fallout from all that. Um, you know, they haven't really been back on top in regards to games either. Like Ghost yeah. Breakpoint was a complete mess and Far, Far Cry 6 has been delayed to 2022 and, you know. 
I think that if you uh, ever want uh, children listening at home to start your own business, then uh, here's a real simple PR lesson for you. If you have a massive fallout uh, due to somebody very high up being an absolute waste <laughs> of human existence, mm-hmm. then maybe your first step shouldn't be to just say, hey, look, we've got some more games for you to play. Yeah. Maybe it should be about restructuring stuff and making it very apparent that things going forward are going to be cleaner, safer and better for everyone else. Yeah, extremely very well said i think that the 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 latest report that i saw from games industry was that they've had very minimal changes since then um, and there was the whole thing so yeah upsetting. there was a whole thing with uh eve Gamer as well in terms of you know he either did know it, there was a whole thing this is potentially information uh, potentially content for a different podcast a more uh like we could dive into it more kind yeah. of thing um, but yeah, the amount of time that Eve Gimmo was there, the original CEO, he would have known what was going on. And it was like, yeah. I remember Jim Sterling saying either he knew and he covered it up or he is just a ridiculous level moron because it meant that his inner circle didn't talk to him or yeah. he didn't know that he, but he managed Either to way, it's not good this. luck, is it? Yeah. He managed to kind of skirt through this by just sort of like going, I'm just over here. Look, new games, look, all this stuff. Mm. Um, and that hasn't really been addressed properly. So I get that ongoing thing over at Ubisoft. Um, but yeah, in terms of the free to play stuff. Um, I don't necessarily have faith in free-to-play as a model, but I want to. No, I, I, The annoying thing is is that uh, so since all of this came out, I haven't bought or touched an Ubisoft game since okay. then, just because, again, I, mean, I, don't yeah, wanna, I don't I don't want to be associated with a company mm. or do reviews for them until I can see that there's been an improvement in it. Um, and this free-to-play move didn't actually come as a big shock to me because every game that they've released up until this point has had the trappings of free-to-play titles even pay to win even pay to play and it's Mm -hmm. and can you really honestly tell me that they're not going to just churn out a new assassin's creed or another watchdogs that has these even more stripped back features and charging you more for the privilege of it like i I can just see it happening because i feel like we're already on the cusp of that but we're already paying 70 quid a title for it so yeah i mean obviously the newer assassin's creed games have like loot systems in them they have the different vendors that you can talk to and get your weeklies or your dailies Mm. and they have the helix credits in ac unity like yeah like you said the the actual structure is almost there um it's just obviously on their side they're going to want the premium price tag up front and then monetize you afterwards yeah um but i guess maybe there is a way to do a solid playing assassin's creed where you don't completely fleece us on the monetization side of it um but i don't know how you monetize something and say this is optional but also say you want to spend money on it because that always breaks everything anyway do you know what the weirdest thing is, is actually looking at video game franchises that have adopted these um, monetization tactics mm. and going back and it's like, I look at the Assassin's Creed um, franchise now and can only see what it has become. But right. if you go back to Assassin's Creed 2, there is a perfect example of not only a great game mm-hmm. packed with content, supported with like additional bits of like DLC and expansion stuff, but mm. that was it. That, and they made a buttload of money and it reviewed really, really well because it was a good game first and a money maker second. Well, that was when um, Patrice Desolet was still there. Like you had the creative vision for it. I mean, he left mm. after um, Brotherhood, I think. Yeah. Um, and so like, you know, sort of just like left the whole project. But even AC2 had that horrible thing where they charged for uh, chapter 14 and 15 of the story. And you yeah. sort of, you jump past it and then you could, you could pay to slot those chapters in, but you didn't need them, but you kind of did. And it was really weird. Um, and that just kind of felt like yeah, they finished it was, after it hit the street date. That was the tactic back in the day then, wasn't it? Let's cut out chapters of the game that we're selling <laughs> you to sell you back. Whereas nowadays the, uh, it's like, we're going to pay, we're going to make you pay for everything while you're playing yeah. it. 
That was the Asura's Wrath approach as well. Do you want the ending? Because we've got the ending oh, over the here if you want to pick The real ending of Asura's Wrath. <laughs> that was hilarious. Mass Effect 3 as well. Um, yep. Yeah, but I mean, I guess, I guess our general response to it is we'll wait and see. It's Ubisoft. Mm. And uh, there's a lot of big business doing uh, doing big, ridiculous things in gaming. But it yep. just seems they, seem they always seem to one-up <laughs> each other. Um, next question from Laughing Sunbro. A regular legend, hey, Mr. Sunbro. Hello. Um, who says, in honor of the news that the badass John Boyega is returning for Attack the Block 2 and Barack Obama saying he thinks that aliens are real. Not his exact words, to be honest. He just sort of <laughs> said that there are things he can't explain. Um, if aliens did descend an attack, how well would the new War Culture HQ hold up as a base and what games have prepared you for the war? My mind goes to right. XCOM. I think. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd Walk hope that our um, training with XCOM allowed us to hit enemies that are right in front of us, even though it says 99% <laughs> hit and still misses. That would be pretty that rubbish. That would mean that we could, we're actually completely screwed. In my mind, preparing for a real alien war through the lens of video games is like actually three quarters Fortnite because you need to make those big structures and yep. like block yourself in. And then I guess sort of one quarter, yeah, XCOM, something where we actually hit stuff. Gears of War, I guess. Well, the thing is, I played a lot of uh, Destroy All Humans as a kid, mm. and obviously the remake when that came out. So I am very aware of how destructive these alien uh, forces <laughs> might be. So, cow well, that's the thing. I was thinking that what we could do is adopt an equally aggressive stance as soon as they land. <laughs> like, don't even give them a chance. They could be coming out waving the white flag of peace, speaking in English, just saying, mm. like, listen, lads, we've just took a wrong turn around Uranus, and we've just popped in here to say hi. <laughs> and now... This is the thing. We could just go out there, bow, 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 kick them all down. down, steal their ship, steal everything. GTA, GTA style. That's what mm -hmm. we're going to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm up for that. I think I, I'm trying to think of other games. I mean, Earth Defense Force is probably the one thing, but that, that depends what their numbers <laughs> are. Space Invaders. <laughs> we could just get in our tiny little tanks and go from left to right. I mean, over enough time, eventually you would win. I think in terms of the new building as well, um, we can't... I, just, I don't know what we can say. It's not like we're embargoed about anything, but we're definitely in between places because well, of lockdown. They've they've shot uh, videos that have come out I, yeah, from that's the, the thing, new so place. Like, so, but, but we're trying to wait for... Yeah, we're trying to wait for the big reveal. Like, well, yes. we're all back there and allowed to go in. But all yes. we can say is, is that it it's a big building. It's mm -hmm. got some very nice um, big studios that we're going to be converting into nice little sets for all of the different channels. But the best part about it is, is that it has a, a, a quite spacious basement, which means that when the aliens <laughs> do come knocking, me and Scott can hide out down there. Hell yeah, and then we can finally do our entire every single Metal Gear game in a row stream, which I, I want to do that. I'm Just... going back up the stairs. I'm going to throw myself at the alien boards. <laughs> I do like the ideas. I don't know how long that would take, just as a quick side thing. How long would it take to do all the Metal Gears in a row? Not the 2D ones, just from Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Go from, you'd have to start in chronological order. So, okay, right. Like, I'll tell you what, you, you, just... you pad. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to type in. Uh, well, just, I'm just thinking the amount of different ways that you can do endurance run streams. And the likes of Giant Bomb did their entire run of Persona. For me, that was more split up. But if I'm thinking, um, what's something what that we could do that everybody would watch? You want to what um, difficulty are we doing it on? Um, <laughs> mine went to European Extreme, but we'd never finish that. No, no, no. Okay. We'll, we'll do a normal one. I think the endurance is in the length itself, um, which is okay. a great quote. But I, I, I have, I have all of the uh, the um, rough playthrough. I think times. they average about twelve to fifteen hours, but I could be wrong. Well, this, this, uh, these two top people here are Speedy Gonzalez. They've done it in six hours ten and seven hours thirty-three. Uh, the, the second one. game has, okay. yeah, for the Metal Gear Solid one. Mm -hmm. Metal Gear Solid two, we're looking at eight hours. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, we're looking at 11 hours, mainly because uh, there's an hour-long cutscene. Eight hours of cutscenes, yeah. Um, whoa, do you want to know how much uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 is going to take us? Well, like, I guess that's more free roaming, so 30 <sighs> hours? 
Well, this is a a quick one, it says, and it's 20 hours. 20 okay. hours 44. I mean, we would be watching all the cutscenes. I wonder if there's stats off of people who have speed run it. But mm. um, I'd be, we'd be playing at a nice glacial pace. I just, I'm just curious what, how long, it, if we did one big Metal Gear endurance run, yeah. then uh, people could tune in, people could sort of watch it and stuff. That's that's the dream, that. Do, do you know what we should do? We should um, spread it out across the whole um, period of 2022 and call it Metal Gear <laughs> Solid. Very good. We'll just stay in the basement for the majority yeah. of that year. Yeah. Um, next question from James, who says, what is a overused game mechanic that people complain about, but you actually really really like sending positive vibes y'all's way well same to you thank you very much oh, cheers thank you very much uh, uh, an overused game mechanic that people we complain like... about but you actually really like i guess it would be if it's done well a loot system because yeah. if it's done well and the drop rates aren't too because i don't like having too much loot i don't want to be changed i don't want to be in the character creator swapping my dude mm -hmm. out every 10 seconds so i don't like diablo i know diablo is a big deal it's a big old thing but um i can't get on board with swapping my loadout every 10 minutes i want to sit with it for like 40 minutes ish and then yeah. have a meaningful thing um so I, i'd probably go loot systems i would maybe well, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Oh, I would actually say if it's done right along the same realms that you were saying, um, a weapon degradation system, like that, they can work really well to create yeah. a heightened sense of like uh, tension and panic. Mm -hmm. I think personally that uh, in survival horror games, weapon and armor degradation is a brilliant idea. Right. Like Dark Souls is brilliant for the sense of. I know it's not like an out and out horror game, but. Mm -hmm has a lot of horrific elements the fear of your sword breaking or becoming dull or your armor completely like coming apart at mm. the seams that is like a genuinely like, oh think, man that's tough yeah i think as long as the game's given you some way around it so you don't mm. just go oh i'm screwed then because i love breath of the wilds one i thought that the yep. degradation and that encouraged you to try all the weapons plus and um, when it tells you that it's about to break you just throw it for double damage yeah. um, which i always love just like smashing a sword off some little orc's head or whatever uh, or moblin's head I got a question for you because I haven't yes. played Breath of the Wild. I know okay. it's an absolute sacrilege, but I don't own the Switch. But <laughs> yeah. um, does the Master Sword have degradation? Oh yes, that thing's it, it runs out of energy. Um, okay, so you can't <laughs> destroy it, but it just runs out of juice. It runs out of energy, and then ah. um, you can't use it. It's been a while since 2017. They did put an extended version of it in the DLC, um, which still runs out of energy, but it takes a lot longer. Oh, okay. um, but I know that just on paper, a lot of people were like, "You made the Master Sword run out of energy." <laughs> Um, which just sounds like be like Excalibur breaking or something, but like, yeah, I mean, it still works in the game though. I thought of another good one actually, mm. another mechanic that uh, a lot of people hate, but I quite like, and that's um, uh, forced time limits. Um, okay. Like, I, I know that it can be an absolute ball ache um, mm. sometimes to just be like, oh, I've got three seconds to, I don't know, fly through some hoops as Superman. But in the case <laughs> of like Dead Rising, where you've got uh, the clock ticking down that affects your, what, you what cases are active and keeps you pushing forward and constantly juggling, like, do I rescue survivors and stuff like that? Mm. That, again, creates a really tense but enjoyable atmosphere for me. I think when it's done right, like, I, yeah, it, it adds to it, but it's that thing of, I've always got to that, I did it in Super Metroid, um, when I finally played super metroid a few years ago and the end of that game where you're running you're escaping the base and everything's ticking down mm -hmm. and i got to the ship but because i wasn't standing on the little platform i ran out of time and then i had to go back and do it again and i was just like oh if we're gonna have time limits i need bigger windows of like you're standing yeah. in the proximal area so that's like fine or whatever yeah um, but it depends last question from tom hardy tom hardy himself taking whoa a taking a time taking some playing time out of his Bane, i don't know um, who says <laughs> can you can you ask the question in his voice um, for... <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I can, but I haven't done that voice in a long time. It's sort of like this. 
I feel like you need to put your hands <laughs> over your mouth. I was trying to find something muffled I can talk through, like a blanket. Hello, Scott. anniversary of Sonic 1 next month. I think you guys are about the right age for it. Early 30s? This game <laughs> had a massive impact on me and still pulls on my heartstrings to this day. What do you guys remember of the game and of the impact on you? Now, this is the thing, Scott. You did such a good impersonation of Tom Hardy there that I didn't actually understand what you said. So can you do that again, please? <laughs> that was, yeah, I was channeling the original <laughs> cut of that movie, which made it no was, sense at all. It, mate, him in The Revenant? Yeah. Oh, man, how do you understand what he's saying? He's just like... <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You just sorry, go brother. off his eye movement, depending on whether he's annoyed or not. Um, yeah, so Mr. Tom Hardy, who said uh, it's the 30th anniversary for Sonic, the original Sonic next month, um, he thinks that we're about the right age for it. He is correct. Yep. Um, early 30s. This game had a massive impact on me and still pulls on my heartstrings to this day. What do you guys remember of the game and the impact on you? Now, I Sonic was everything to me. I almost got a Sonic tattoo at one point. I was no all way, did you? Yeah, I, I loved the version from Sonic 2, the one where he's standing to the side with his arms folded. When yeah. they started drawing him with slightly longer spikes, they sort of made him a little bit longer, but not as weirdly long as he was in 2006. Um, and they started making him, they started giving him all the tood. It was like yeah. what led to his snowboarding and that he was riding on the side <laughs> of the biplane. And then he was in the TV show. Massive Sonic fan for me. Um, and I was, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, Mario. Uh. And then over the years, realized that that's just a stupid opinion to have. And Mario's brilliant. But Sonic's so good as well. When did you want to get that tattoo? Like what age? Oh, I am. Um, well, no, that was only a few years ago because oh, I've, brilliant. I've oh. <laughs> been planning a video game tattoo. I was going to get it. Um, cause one of my tattoos is of like a quill. Cause I was like, this is proper. Anyone explaining their tattoos is always the worst thing ever. But when I finally got paid for writing, um, young me was nice. like, oh, I'm going to get a tattoo that encapsulates this thing. So I got like a little quill and there's a bunch of different symbols and whatever else. And, uh, and I kind of thought that I would get something that's game based cause I've got other logos and bits and pieces on me, but I don't have anything game related. Um, and I thought, well, why not do a big old bunch of characters exploding sort of out of each other and have like oh, Jack and Daxter. Thank you. And some of the artwork from Yoji Shinkawa for Metal Gear and then and have Sonic in there as well. Um, but then I'm out of space on my arms. So I just, I don't know where to put it. Do I just put it on my face? Do I put it on well, my back? Do you not, do you not remember oh, we no. talked about you getting a Yakuza um, dragon <laughs> tattoo on your back? So you could have it so it's the Yakuza like, thing, but the dragon's vomiting up a load of... Uh, could do. <laughs> I will clarify that wasn't a serious conversation. We'll not no, get the giant dragon. But at the same time, maybe... Um, I would love to have Jack and Daxter though. But anyway, yeah. Um, so that's that's my impact on Sonic. He was my favorite. Mm. He was my everything for the first sort of 10 years of my life or whatever it was. And then I just love the character still anyway. Sonic Mania, perfect game. Oh, it's so much fun, isn't it? Like, I know so that good. somewhere in the ether, Rich Hudson's still like, everybody's <laughs> just mentioning it. He's just like, oh, oh He's just looked this? up. He's just looked up to the side like, what? Did somebody say my name? Like... <laughs> um, Sonic uh, 2 was my mm. jam uh i i really did resonate with the first uh sonic the hedgehog game but i didn't have a uh, mega drive so i would go over and play it over at a friend's house and like bit by bit we'd chip away at it and it was only until only when uh, sonic 2 came out where obviously i could then play as tails alongside with him mm. it really became like a sort of like bonding experience and i was like this game is really quite difficult in yeah. places. And as a kid, I remember being so frustrated, but because we were working together, it like helped us get over it. So in terms of formulating a uh, reliance on other people when times get tough motif, nice. Sonic 2 is very strong in that sense. Yeah, yeah. All of the co-op stuff in Sonic 2 at the time was like mind-blowing. Like we could mm -hmm. both be this thing at the same time. Do you remember how slow it ran when you were oh, in God. certain places? It was just kind of like... <laughs> 
<laughs> their version of like frame rate drops or whatever. I mean, for me, I came into Sonic on the Master System, and then I then I went oh, to the man. Mega Drive. So um, I had that weird little looks like your kids doodled it version of Sonic before <laughs> I got the actual one. And I didn't even know what the Mega Drive one was. I just knew picture of Sonic on the box. That must be it. And all I had was the Master System back when I was too young to even know what different consoles were. We actually um, uh, covered the fact that uh, Sonic the Hedgehog two i believe came out on the master system and the um the mega drive mm. and the story was completely different um I think, yeah i haven't gone bad that's the thing i haven't played these original ones since i was a kid but that, yeah. they are big differences between the versions yeah i think that in the uh, in the first one aka the um master system one mm -hmm. i think that um eggman's captured or robotnik as he was back in the day mm -hmm. he's captured tails and you need to pay him off by oh, getting yeah. the chaos emeralds Make, well, yeah, I, mean, I, guess, I guess that kind of makes sense. I didn't know whether the master one, I don't know whether the master version, master version, master system version <laughs> yeah. came out after or before. No, it came out before, came out a year before, right, which okay. is weird. Like it's it so hard. Because yeah. I found that um, that uh, Sonic comic where he was actually like, originally he's just a regular hedgehog who like likes wearing shoes. And then he <laughs> meets Dr. Robotnik who um, wants an egg. He's like, oh, we'll work together. We'll, he's like, oh, you can run really fast. We'll work together. Um, and so like, but then he's like, oh, can, can you pass me that pickled egg? Because I'm really hungry. And then Sonic goes to get it and he ends up falling over and he spills the egg in a machine. And then that's turns, Sonic goes blue and he becomes Eggman. And it's a whole thing, and I never Wait, knew that so was the that's origin. The, oh, mate, that's as bad yeah. as finding out that the reason why, because uh, according to the comics, the reason why Lex Luthor and um, uh, Clark Kent have got, oh, sorry, and Superman have got such beef is uh, because um, uh, Superman apparently knocks an, a, a formula onto Lex's hair and causes him to go bold, and that's the entire <laughs> reason for their fuse. Like, I <laughs> love it. In early comics, if you go there and find out these factoids that have been completely retconned, mm -hmm. it's just so funny. Just an egg <sighs> becomes Eggman. Um, but not to worry. Anyway, for now, this has been the Untitled Partner Podcast, the UBP. The UBP. UBP. I have been Scott Tilford, joined by Jules Gill. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you to all of you as well for all your questions submitted. We'll catch you guys all next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everyone. And thank you. And thank, thank you very you. much. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you very much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.